Good morning and welcome to Sport and Life with Sam Kakovich and Leon Wigard. Sam, you're looking extremely well, and you do. We say that often, but you've lost a lot of weight. I have, Leon. Uh, you know, self-praise, no recommendation, but I've managed to uh, lose a few of those extra kilos over the Yuletide period, which is, although I must confess, I have had my hip uh, replaced, so... You know, I went through a bit of uh, a bit of undulation in terms of pain, so which was easier to sort of re- give the knife and fork away for a little while. You didn't get weighed in that time between taking the old one out and putting the new one in. <laughs> <laughs> they did actually. They were, well, they didn't weigh me at the hospital. I took me to the weigh bridge down in Footscray Road. <laughs> but anyhow, isn't it good to see the yellow orb shine for us? For a change. It is summer in Melbourne. And, and you've been to Queensland. <laughs> I've been to Queensland where it's been deluged of biblical proportions. I built an ark up there, Leon. Well, what do they say? Beautiful one day pissing down the next. It is. <laughs> I tell you what, they should be sued in retro- retrospect. I mean to say, that marketing phrase of there, that's worn thin. Oh, in fact, so. that's a, uh, a dereliction and it's a uh, well, violation of trade. False advertising. It is false advertising. And uh, how many times have I told you, Dan... Your production. <laughs> All right, we're the stars here. Uh, guess who our guest is today? Well, I'll tell you, I know who your guest is. A uh, bloke uh, you don't want to see professionally. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a ripper bloke, I know that, but I'll tell you what. You know, one of my shows growing up as a kid, like, only just as a, a, a bit of superfluous, I was I was nailed to the... Uh, to the uh, to the uh, lounge room chair every time Perry Mason came on, Columbo, those shows. Yes. You know, I don't know, I, I always envisaged myself getting into the legal fraternity, not because I, I'd be good in terms of, uh, you know, rescuing the poor suspect that I'd be having with me, and he, he wouldn't be of any concern to me. But the thought of uh, addressing a jury... You know, on a grand scale, it always, you know, to be able to. Yes, I can to, see you, Perry Comer. Uh, yeah, Perry Comer. Perry, Perry, yeah. <laughs> we'll be playing Perry Comer in the background. <laughs> Bit of Perry Mason, and, you know, having that narrative and addressing and watching the jury and having the voice inflictions and the pauses, and uh, that really appealed to me on a large scale. And then I saw Columbo with his coat coming in. He said, "Oh, oh, oh one more question." <laughs> the poor bloke nailed to the cross. And this guy has got. No, I'm not saying he's got similar trays, but uh, I'll tell you what, equally as effective. He's a. He's a. He's like a Rottweiler in the court the courtroom. They say. And uh, how lucky are we? Well, he's we, his time up. We welcome uh, the Perry Mason of Australia, Bernie Bernie ba- uh, Bernie Obama, better known as Bernie the Attorney, <laughs> and uh, of course he's also known. As the uh, the gangsters, the word the word is uh, I think the gangsters attorney and friend I think uh, well allegedly the gangsters in, in, in inverted commas there is a presumption of innocence before proven guilty that's only the media's assumption of uh, the colourful characters that he sometimes uh, defends. Good morning, Bernie. And uh, what what is that phrase they uh, they are apply to you the the gangsters loophole or something the lawyer of choice the lawyer of choice, lawyer of choice <laughs> yes that's right now bernie uh you, there's a lot of things to talk to you about um you you india sport in a big way you're the university heavyweight boxing champion you're president of the all the boxing uh, organizations President of yes. the uh, Sorrento Footy Club, so you've got yeah. a very quite a varied. But the, the law, putting 
I, I, I was interested to read that you um, you sort of came into the law or into being a barrister in a very roundabout way. Yeah, well, I was dishonourably discharged from the school, uh, which was Assumption <laughs> College, and um, <clears throat> I thought that at 65, I don't want to carry bricks, and uh, I was fortunate to get, to get into a, a Victorian country tennis team and met a fellow called Alistair Shine, who was a clerk of courts, and I thought, talking to him, that's an interesting job, so I sat the public service exam, having not done year 12, um, and got into the courts, uh, did their course in uh, a year and then walked up to Melbourne Uni. And fortunately, the sub-dean had a beautiful name for a lawyer. His name was Dick Tracy. Oh. And um, <laughs> he was the uh, uh, sub-dean of the uh, um, law faculty. And I said I wanted to do law, so he took me under his wing. I bounced at the Champion Hotel in Fitzroy for two years. <laughs> Earned a few dollars, paid a barrister to tutor me and did law part-time in five years. So uh, that got me into this profession. Well, I tell you, you're the sort of guy that I'd want defending myself and uh, uh, all, the, all the more better for you for being such a champion of the cause and, uh, you know, being, and being stripped bare and being to reveal the frailties and vagaries of human life. And that's what makes you such a great and appealing man. Uh, now, Bernie, the other thing that worries me, if I may just uh, skip a, a couple of paragraphs, uh, your ascension to the uh, presidency of the Sorrento Football Club, yep. uh, which you uh, accepted. I read briefly that you accepted with great uh, pride. Uh, you thought it was a, an absolute honour and a privilege. But what really concerned me of great detail, in, uh, 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 really did concern me, was some of the charges that are underneath you, namely Nick Jewell, who's the, who was the captain of the Sorrento Football Club, who uh, he I don't. The, uh, he was the coach, yeah. Yeah, the captain. Yeah, the coach. Okay. Now I don't know uh, what the prerequisite for employees there, uh, and I'm sure Nick Jewell, without being disparaging, demeaning, or defile or denigrating, he would certainly fill all the uh, all the tick all the boxes. But he said uh, upon your uh, appointment as the president of the Sorrento Football Club, he said that Bernie Barmer, by G's a good bloke. He loves a VB, and he drives an old Holden. Well, I tell you what, he must be an absolute brain dead, is he? Old Holden, hasn't he seen the badge RR on the front of the bonnet? Does he? And I thought to myself, boy, geez, you've done a good job of that club, let me assure you. He can't be that stupid, surely. An old Holden, drives an old Holden. Now, Bernie, well, the other side, like, uh, your personal it's like life. It's a sub-branch of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, look, I won't go through the uh, demographics of the Serenade Football Club, but I've been there a couple of times, and uh, it is the who's who of Melbourne, uh, Leon, as you well, can well we, imagine. Well, ask Bernie later on about that lunch yeah. they have. Oh, it is a lunch of lunches. A league club doesn't hold the lunch of that, that, of that magnitude. Oh, it's the envy of the AFL. Don't it, worry about that. It is. And not only that, they've got... The, <laughs> They got a bigger salary cap than Collingwood. <laughs> you got no idea. But Bernie presides over all the fiscal policy. No one else knows. There's still, I think the old rules still apply. I don't think there's anything transparency or corporate governance. I think everyone gets a brown paper bag. Uh, the ATO are happy and uh, signed off. Hello, Bernie. You still there? Yeah, no. Speaking. <laughs> now, Bernie, uh, I know you've got a uh, almost uh, your family. Uh, you're a great family man as well. You know that should no, never be overlooked. But you have got a big team of daughters, have you not? Uh, four daughters and fourteen grandkids. <laughs> it's a big, 
it's a big team and they keep you on your toes and I guess it's well, imp- imperative you keep working. The only disappointing... Well, I can't afford the lollies, so I've got to keep working. Um, but the, the sad thing is that they go down each Christmas to uh, the holiday house and uh, drink my piss and have kids in September. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, with all your level of influence... You still haven't been able to set them on the right path. <laughs> no, no. Well, my wife's one of twelve, so I've got no say there. Now, now, but, uh, sorry, Leo. Well, I'm going to get, before we get off this Serrano foot, Footy Club. Um, who invented that lunch, uh, Bernie? How, how, how far back does it go, Scotty? Well, look, it, it goes back many years. Serrano nearly folded and joined with Roy, or as my clients say, Roy. Um, and um, so off to Wilson, uh, Tony Jewell, um, uh, Gary Woodhams and uh, a few of the boys through Grant Thomas uh, sourced Troy Swartz and Troy came down and uh, brought a few blokes with him and uh, they decided as a, a fundraiser to start the President's Lunch with a speaker, uh, of which Sam's been a speaker a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it gets sold at every every home game and, um, it, oh, it's a good fundraiser and uh, but it's a good community-spirited, um, emphasis on the spirited uh, um, day out. Some of the some of the people will only see 10 minutes of football and fortunately, <laughs> we, so fortunately we've got a, a courtesy bus. <laughs> Bernie, on a more serious side... I know we've sort of been a bit flippant with the Serena Football Club for its social aspect, but you, you, you made a relevant point about the community uh, aspect of it because uh, I know that you've worked diligently towards ensuring that the uh, the club is uh, is influenced by the council, uh, injects more funds into ensuring that the women, for argument's sake, I think you've got about 17 or 18 clubs now, uh, uh, age groups, and the women have never had any facilities, but you need to upgrade the facilities and... So your influence is there and the club's prominence in the community, the flagship of the, almost been the flagship of Sorrento, has now, uh, is now starting to get the uh, relevant uh, funding. Yeah, well, look, at the, speaking to councillors down there, Sorrento Portsy uh, generate 28.6% of uh, um, uh, monies from uh, taxes and so on and uh, the council in their wisdom spend 1.6% of it uh, in our area so uh, I don't know how I think they think we should be self-funding but uh, a lot a lot of people on the cliff there's only two blokes on the cliff who uh, support the club so uh, the rest of them are either in Aspen or on their big yacht somewhere but no they, there's not a great support from the, the, the cliff uh, the cliff the dwellers what about Lindsay does Lindsay does Lindsay put in? Um, he, he, in my tenure, uh, Andrew uh, put in one year, but the answer is uh, no. Uh, he will this year. Let me tell you, I'm having a cook-off with him with the uh, lamb cook-off. I'll be able to... We'll do something you, there with him. You, oh, we really appreciate it because uh, it's a, it's a, you need to generate about 600,000. Uh, there's 27 teams with netball that you've got to uh, field. Yeah, you've got to facilitate um, that. And, yeah, I mean, you need about 600 large to do it, and the AFL don't help. I mean, uh, you look at the Auskick, poor old families pay about 190 bucks per kid. They give them a backpack, a drink bottle and an NAB football, and uh, 
don't send anyone. But why is that, B- Bernie? Why is that? Why is it because of the perception of that? You know, it's the uh, top end of the food chain. The wealthy are all there. They, you know, they don't need any funding. Is it the tall poppy syndrome, or what is it? Surely, no, council think, can't be that thick. I think. I think it's uh, nationwide in terms of uh, you know they generate a lot of money. I mean, uh, Mount Eliza and Mornington they've got a lot, a lot of kids. You know, they'd have a 1,000 kids, so it generates a lot of money for the AFL, but not much floats down the uh, food chain, I can tell you that. Just changing topic, uh, Bernie. Bernie uh, Barmer is our guest today. Uh, the the actual quote, uh, it's Bernie, the uh, choice of last resort, <laughs> as, qu- as quoted by John Sylvester. Um <laughs> Uh, it was terrific to read that you were acknowledged, albeit very late in the piece, for your bit in the uh, tragic Angela Taylor affair. Oh, the Russell Street bombing, yeah. That was a that was a, a, a hard day at the office, Leon, I can tell you. Um, yeah, it's, God, it was a little bit like Northern Ireland, I suppose. So it's not often you go to work and next minute a car bomb goes off and you're in the middle of it. Um but, uh, yeah, I took Angela back into the court and rang uh, all those that needed to be rung to come and get her, and uh, she was in a terrible state. They're a tough kid. Um, uh, I was able to speak to her, but uh, she only she lasted 27 days from memory, but uh, her injuries were uh, horrific, and, uh, yeah, noise, smell, taste still bothers me to this day. Yes, and, and uh, I wonder what brought about that uh, the lateness, if you like, of, a rec- of, of your recognition, uh, Bernie. It's a long, long time coming. Thirty-six years. When, when the uh, when Rick Mudrick rang me, I said, "Oh, look, don't worry about it." And he said, "Look, we've overlooked you because I was probably one of the very few civilians uh, involved in it." Um, and he said, "Look, we forgot about you." And um, he said, well, look, we want you to keep bring your wife and your kids out of the academy. And I thought to myself, well, look, I haven't really told them about it because it's not something you sit down at a dinner table and talk about all the time. Um, went out there and it was, yeah, it was a wonderful presentation and a, a, a nice recognition in, at, at the end of the day, yeah. Now, how about um, some of the characters that you... We've got to get on with this. Um, you know, Gatto's mentioned... Um, uh, the guy that cut Chopper, his ear really. off, Chopper, Chopper. Um, and a guy called Ray, is it is it C-H-U-C-H? I, 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 I don't remember that case, but uh, you deal with some very, very strange blokes. Oh, no, interesting people. Well, when you're a champion of the innocent, uh, Leon, you do meet some interesting people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 and so you, as a crusader for the oppressed... Um, you know, and I lecture at the uh, police academy now at the uh, detective training school, and I, I, I start off by saying that the lawyers aren't really smart. We don't win cases. You f them up. So, uh, are you allowed to say fuck? Oh yeah, yeah by all. <laughs> well, I think it's in the in the pocket, Oxford. Yeah. Well, it, well, it is. There's a, a few words in there that I tell my wife that uh, who she. <laughs> chastises me when I use them and I say well look it's in the dictionary a 12 year old can look it up but uh, they don't look up dictionaries these days do they uh, Sam? No just Google mate hit a button and all the answers are there for you now Bernie well, Unfortunately, we don't, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's education's tragic now. I mean, you've got five-year-old kids who believe in Santa Claus coming down a chimney. They go to school and these teachers are teaching them how to transition and teaching them how uh, to support the Palestinians in this current uh, tragedy. But, uh, Sad world. Bernie. Oh, they're jamming, jamming shit down kids' yeah. throats, which is wrong. Yes, the social media, the way they disseminate all that crap and... The universities are a breeding ground now for, you know, the Communist Party and it is, a, anyhow, all that aside, and the political sermon. The other, you touched on a very, uh, very delicate uh, topic there, you know, you're the champion of the oppressed. And uh, may I commend you on that, you know, because I know how benevolent and altruistic you are. But uh, the other point I wanted to, uh, I wanted to pose to you, Bernie, because I know you're a man of ethics and principles. Now, how does a man of that ilk uh, take on a case when it's obvious it's cut and dry guilty. Or now I know there's a presumption of innocence until proven guilty yeah. and that's the motto on which you work under. But the reality yeah. is when the when the case of blatant, you know, slam dunk but you still take it on. Yep. Uh, do you sleep tightly at night or do you sort of wiggle around a bit? No, no, hundred percent sleep. I could get walk out in the middle of the road, lie down and go to sleep. There's no trouble about that. But uh, look, there's elements of an offence that the prosecution have got to prove, and if they can't prove all the elements, they don't win the case. But you take a murder. I mean, you look at self-defence. You, you look at the uh, medal of forethought. Uh, it means right. Did they want to kill someone? It's a whole lot of things you've got to look at um, to determine whether. You're going to enter a plea of guilty or a plea of not guilty. It's not many times in murder cases that uh, you do enter a plea of guilty um, because there's all these issues that you've got to look at. Mental health. Um, oh, jeez, um, please, Bernie. Mentally, you've just well, spent five minutes of tirade of invective against our uh, our, uh, our school education. Now you're going to throw that, that curveball into me. Oh, look, just get your hanky out and dab your eyes, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. so tell us, what's a bloke like Chopper Reed like to deal with? I, I know he can be really, really charming. Yep. He's a rat. Leon, he's a rat. Um, he was great entertainment, but then, you know, it's like the bloke went going home in the taxi uh, down in Tasmania with him. He just decides to pull a gun out and shoot him in the guts, um, which leads me to another story. That fellow who got shot in the guts went missing and... Uh, I had a falling out with Chopper when I was representing him at, uh, uh, over the murder at uh, Bojangles in St Kilda. Uh, Zayette, I think the uh, deceased was. Salubrious. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, we had a falling out. And then Peter Morris from Channel 7 rang me many years later and said, uh, uh, Chopper wants to apologise. And I said, oh, tell him to get fucked. I don't accept apologies by proxy. <laughs> And then uh, Chopper rings and he said that the New South Wales coppers are coming down to interview him about this bloke he shot down at Tassie. He's gone missing and they wanted to talk to him about it. So I met him at the uh, St Kilda Road Police Headquarters as it was then. And uh, during the interview, um, I just said to these coppers, listen, stop asking these questions because it's all out of uh, the underbelly stuff, uh, Johnny Sylvester stuff. And the chopper said, let him go. And I'm thinking, why is he doing that? And then I thought, okay, another another book, another film. And But, uh, yeah, he was um, it was interesting. He, he, I was at a boxing promotion at Collingwood one day and he rang me and said he needed to see me desperately. 
I said, I'll meet you at the Caring Bush, which was just around the corner of the hotel. And we're standing at the front chatting away and uh, I said, oh, oh, let's go inside. And he said, I don't want to go inside. Why do you want to go inside? I said, I don't like drive-by shootings. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, uh, on another note, these colourful characters. Now, this is just this is just my mind going wild at the moment. How do you invoice them? How's settlement uh, affected? Uh, do, um, do you send sad, them a bill? <laughs> no, no dough, no go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I get the drift. Now, yeah. <laughs> another another phase to uh, the Bernie Barber story, of course, is boxing. You're the yep. uh, heavyweight champion at the university games yep. and um, then went on to be president of the boxing and uh, martial arts yep. organisation. Combat. So yep. um, what do you see as the future of those sports uh, given the controversy about uh, concussions, etc. now? Look, uh, during my tenure, I allowed uh, a lady who worked at the... Uh, uh, Jani, and I can't pronounce her surname, uh, she did a, 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 her thesis on uh, boxing and came out and decided by and large it was fairly safe. I mean, it's, 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 it's regulated. Uh, it looks bad. But uh, can I tell you, uh, the octagon or cage fighting is safer than boxing. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I've watched a lot of it... Uh... Well, it's, it's less headshots, and uh, they mainly finish by way of submission, and they fight for a lesser period of time. Yeah, they do for uh, a lesser. Yeah, I'll concede that, and and submission after they get pummeled yep. into submission with about seventeen left and rights of the scone. That's yep. when they That's when it's uh, submission. I know, but it's a lot better than getting hit behind play, uh, Sam. Well, okay, that's that's okay. That's an analogy you draw, and then you're probably right. But, uh, and that's a problem the AFL have got, and sport in general have got, you know, I don't know where it's all going to end somewhere along the line. Uh, and, I, and I guess the legal fraternity at large were probably at, uh, at wit's end at the moment. Who wants to preside over, or clubs in general, how are they going to uh, take, uh, take ownership of all this? Oh, look, it's an absolute minefield because, um, you know, head knocks in... in a lot of sports, like even in soccer, you know, the, the ball's going a zillion miles an hour and they're heading it out. Um, of course your brain's going to slosh around in the coconut. Um, it's yeah, going to be a legal minefield down yeah. the track for the AFL and clubs and club doctors. Do you know how uh, Bernie got involved with boxing in the first place? No. Me? Yeah, I know. I'm asking Sam if he knows how you got involved with boxing. No, I don't. And it well, was back at school at Assumption where he punched the producers out of one of the brothers. You did. Oh yeah. You he, didn't, he, did you? Yeah. Well, like, you know, I didn't know you couldn't hit a man of the cloth. That's blasphemy. <laughs> You're kidding, Bernie. You're a no, believer. No, no. Well, there's a story here. Um, they had a farm and cows eat cape weed and it turns milk bitter. So in the refectory, we were 132 kids were having breakfast. The heads of the table approached his brother and said, look, yeah, the milk's bitter. He said, sit down and have your breakfast. And I tore a glass, stood up and said, will you taste it? And he smashed me fair in the mouth and uh, I thought, this is not fair. <laughs> so uh, um, I counselled him. 
And was that uh, expulsion, immediate expulsion, or was he just yeah. uh, Coventry uh, took, for a while? So, well, it took him two days to decide. I was sort of locked in the infirmary for a couple of days. <laughs> the downside is my mother taught there where I was boarding. You weren't um, lobotomised there, were you? <laughs> no, 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 I was, I was pretty safe in that department because I was ugly. <laughs> well, of course, the other thing which surprises me, coming from uh, such a breeding ground of uh, superstars of the AFL and, you know, the, uh, the uh, footy world, uh, why didn't you pursue a... Uh, uh, a career in footy, you know, you would, you know, you're a big man. You don't know how agile you are, or how skillful you were, but instead of becoming a pugilist and becoming angry all your life, you could have become probably a Brownlow medalist. Yeah, well, I couldn't get a game. I mean, you know, you had Crackers Keenan, Phil Ryan, um, uh, Crimmins, you had Mick Pavone, uh, you had Bernie McCarthy. Um, you know, and you get through later days, you got Billy Brownless and Crawford. So. Everyone thought that the, with footy up there and the success of it was, uh, well, they even had some murderful kids, Sam. Um, we, uh, they thought that kids were getting uh, um, assistance for education, but it was just farming kids who came down who were just a lot more physically stronger and bigger uh, than the city kids who were boarding up there. Um, and, of course... That translates into uh, you know having a pretty robust footy team. Did you board there, Bernie, or were you a day student? No, I was a day snag for a half and a boarder for half. And it was probably because my parents couldn't control me that I ended up boarding there. <laughs> and, my, <laughs> and my father, whose uh, Christian name was Lorraine, <laughs> Lorraine Harry, his father was in Alsace-Lorraine fighting in the First World War when Dad was born in 1915. So he was, uh, uh, they thought it was going to be a girl when he uh, left Australia to fight. And uh, all of my grandmother wrote to uh, uh, Harry, my grandfather, and said, look, it's a boy. Uh, let's call him August because he was born in August, Gus. <laughs> and wrote back and said, no, nah, call him Lorraine. So I've got the birth certificate, Lorraine Harry Barmer. So Dad was a very tough bloke. Um, so, uh, but a good bloke, he, he, he'd come to my fights and he, he, you get hit, <laughs> you get uh, hit illegally, and the only voice you could hear is, Jesus, he won't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, there'd be a few snags that would have run into calling him Lorraine. Oh, uh, yeah, he was, he was <laughs> pretty robust. Yeah. Wasn't John Wayne or one of those guys called Marion? Yeah, Marion. Yeah, John Wayne was. That was his name, Marion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in good company there. Um, yeah. Bernie, and how about recreation for you? Are all those things we've been talking about, is that your recreation or do you, do you, do you sail a little boat or what, what else no, do you No, no, look, um, I golf. I take the bus to the Sereno Hotel. Um, good luncheon. I, Bottle of I red. Walk the, I walk the dog and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, Pretty busy. I'm, I'm about to go back to the gym. <laughs> oh, you got the you got oh, you got your membership back. They took it off you for a while. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, it's like you, Sam. I'm fading away to an elephant. <laughs> now, why, why, why would you get personal now? There you go. I'm going to say. Now, Bertie, on a serious note, the judicial system in this country. Yep. The one great thing about the way we were is you could always rely on the rule of law. It would yep. be fair and equitable 
and it would Correct. reflect. It would reflect very strongly the community's yep. views. Yep. Where have we gone wrong? Where's all these, you know, bail, you know, uh, recidivists are out there, you know, uh, carjackings, you know, home invasions. Where's that all emanated from? Uh, politicians making law. Yeah. Um, Bureaucrats, you're right. They, they shouldn't be uh, involved in legislation. They should have uh, supreme county magistrates, court judges, coppers, defence lawyers, prosecution. They should formulate the law because they're the ones that have got to work it. These buggers who uh, get into parliament on a vote of law and order and then bring in these stupid laws which we pick, pick holes in, um, they shouldn't be doing it. No, and the they other shouldn't th- be involved yeah. in it. And a classic example of that, of course, is our wonderful police force who have become yep. politicised, unfortunately. They're hamstrung yep. now. They can't police. And uh, all, all of a sudden, they're, they're virtually, you know, restored to being redundant, almost. Well, it's a, a lack of funding and a lack of uh, uh, manpower. Uh, yep. they're, they're, they're severely understaffed, um, and that translates into... And you get politicians that come out and says, okay, 14-year-old kids and under are not going to get charged. <laughs> well, that, that Danny Andrews then gave the green light to kids to go out and do carjackings, aggravated burglaries and stuff because they think, oh, we're not going to get charged. Terrific. Yeah. Bernie, uh, you've had some colourful characters Leon alluded to earlier. Uh, what, some of your, what are some of your great wins that you thought, well, this was borderline? But I've, uh, I'll get this over the line with uh, great guile, wit and narrative. Well, you haven't got enough time, Sam. Too <laughs> 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 yeah. good. Um, look, I've, I've represented a lot of uh, AFL footy players, uh, people in the media, judges, kids. Um, you know, look, it's, it's been an amazing uh, uh, journey. Um, when you think about it, but uh, look, sometimes you win and you don't expect to win because, um, you know, juries by and large get it right. Um, it's a good, the jury system's a good system, as Mick Gatto observed when he walked out of the Supreme Court. Um, but, you know, they, they shouldn't change the jury system, but what they, what they should be doing is like bringing back suspended sentences and allowing judges to have more flexibility in terms of what they can and can't do because everyone says, oh, you know, the results are really piss weak. But I feel really sorry for judges because their hands are hamstrung by politicians who are bringing these laws and, and, and don't give them the flexibility that they need. And that translates to, you know, community corrections orders. Not enough money's put into uh, uh, education of people after judges giving community corrections orders. Bugger all money goes into uh, educating prisoners who are in custody. So they, they come out worse than they go in. They come yeah. out with more bad friends. I mean, 80% of youth offenders go back. Drugs are a real problem. Um, should you legalise drugs? Personally, I say no. Um, you know, ice is a real menace because they mix it with brake fluid and it eats your brain. Um so, you know, like we're seeing a lot of very violent stuff happening at the moment and, and with kids, machetes. Getting back to boxing, they used to have these big displays of machetes and these bloody Japanese 
uh, Ninja, clients, yeah. stars and stuff like that. They'd sell it boxing promotions. And I wrote to the minister and says, you've got to ban it. Well, look, they didn't. You can go to Aussie Disposals and buy a machete for five bucks. God, walk out into the street and it's illegal. It's a, it's a control weapon. It's an offence. But uh, if, you, if it's an offence, why sell them? Yeah, correct. As they say, Bernie, work in progress, <clears throat> and let's hope there is some progress in that area. Hey, it's been a delight having you on Sport and Life, Bernie Barmer. Uh, interesting you. character as always. Yeah, Sam. I reckon there's a movie here. You remember The Lincoln Lawyer? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, Bernie yeah. Barmer is well, Bernie, the, the attorney. He'd be the Australian day. version. I reckon I could write a, do a sitcom or a movie. I could, I could. In fact, I might talk to Bernie about that. I've got a good creative on that. Uh, yeah, you could call it. You could call it the the, the Bernie the attorney in the dustbin of life. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I imagine bad luck. Barry Humphreys is gone because this is a Barry McKenzie all over again. Yeah. We, can, we, we can make it into it. Oh, the Lincoln oh. lawyer. There'd be a, honestly a, very few sequels work, but this would be yeah. one of the truly ones that would be fantastic. Now, Bernie, uh, as part of our being on our show, on uh, Leon's podcast, and Leon and I, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we do this from the Prince of Wales Hotel in St Kilda Road, in uh, Fitzroy Street, in the corner of Fitzroy and Ackland, which yep. is owned by a mutual, a very great friend of ours called Jerry Ryan, who yep. I believe you know, yep. uh, and uh, through Dan Jones, who's uh, Jerry's personal producer on a number of Adventures oh, such when as you say it, personal producer, you mean Stand Tour up, de yeah. France and all these other uh, social media. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. Uh, and he also, as you know, is uh, one of his uh, added businesses, of course, he's big in the wine business called Mitchelton and a host of others. So all our guests are always in receipt of a couple of bottles of, uh, of their favourite uh, grape. Uh, point of order, they're always promised... <laughs> Well, okay. Not quite in receipt. <laughs> now, Bernie, uh, yeah, they are. They promised a couple of, of which Leon's in charge of oh. distribution. Oh. Uh, and, of course, I, I deliver the good news, and as, as is the script, that you are in receipt. I, I think you're a great Shiraz man uh, from, yeah. from memory. Uh, so certainly two of uh, Mitchelton's finest, and they've got some great reds, and I'm sure... Uh, so the next time you come around, uh, Leon will make provision to ensure. But uh, what can I say? What should I add to that, Leon? Uh, we'll say, ring you. Don't ring us, all right? <laughs> yeah. Well, all, all I can say, Leon, is my doctor told me to keep my fluids up. So if there's three, that's really good. <laughs> good on you, Bernie. Um, have a great new year, and uh, thanks for joining us on Sport and Life. Uh, my pleasure and uh, hope to catch up with you guys at some stage.